Welcome to the Mindful Surfer podcast with myself, Will Foster, and my co-host, Liam Morgan. Liam, my friend, what is the news? What's the news? Well, we're a bit surfed out, aren't we? Which is, a bit, I feel a bit braggy saying that. We've had three days of back-to-back waves, yeah, and we might be going again tomorrow morning. So we're a little bit knackered. <laughs> I'm shattered. Yeah. I'm properly shattered. And what a lovely feeling to be surfed out. Yeah. Lit on the brink now mm. of arms are getting pretty tired. Yes. We were discussing this before the pod. It's trying to work out like what to eat to actually get those calories in that isn't just shit, basically. Because yeah. it's so easy as a surfer to, yeah, yeah. when you're just burning so many calories, just to kind of go straight in for the biscuits, the crisps. Tube of Pringles. The, the tube of Pringles. You love a Pringle, don't you? I love anything that's crispy. And what was your post-surf nutrition today? Today I've been pretty good all round. Yeah. Um, I had uh, eggs and a bit hips to this. Yes. Yeah. Sort of Shoreditch special. I had um, smash avocado and um, two poached eggs on Very nice. our local bakery, granary, loaf. And it was pretty delicious. Nice. Uh, with the coffee. You uh, get on okay with bread? Yeah, Tolerate yeah, it pretty yeah. well. I'm not sure if it likes me very much, but I like it. <laughs> what do you mean by that? It's heavy do you, carbs. Do you mean by the way your body feels yeah, or the way I, it looks? I think both. <laughs> but it feels good. But yeah, obviously I, I do eat a lot of bread. Well, it's a funny one. We would, I mean, we were saying this exact yeah. other thing we were saying is that people can look really healthy, but mm. actually not be at all. It's mm. really just how you feel, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's been good until just before I came up here. I did have a little, I put my hand in a little tube of Pringles. Dude. But I'm not going to kill myself about it. It was a little handful, not a tube. So nice. I shouldn't beat myself up. Dude, you know, talking of beating yourself up, I uh, I know I can do that. And it's this weird thing. You know, I've been dealing with this health challenge recently. We'll come on to this today. You know, what is the mindful surfer? Mm. And really the mindful surfer is the mindful human. Mm. And the mindful human is the human who is aware of the present moment. And what I've been doing recently is eating things that I know I really shouldn't be eating that have made me feel a certain way. Now, I have a very sensitive immune system. I've, I've got an autoimmune condition called psoriasis, which a lot of the people listening to this will know of. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyone dealing with asthma, psoriasis, eczema, a number of other conditions, Hashimoto's disease. There are a number of autoimmune conditions, but they offer up implications with the way we digest proteins, carbohydrates, Mm -hmm. fats. It's not just so simple as just eat those mm. macronutrients. It's yeah. very, very specifically what those macronutrients are in terms of where they're coming from. It's really, really important. So my diet needs to be really, really clean and very, very specific in order for me to be healthy. Mm. And when I slip off that wagon at the moment, it seems like my body's just got no wiggle room. Like I think I'm potentially carrying like like a fungal infection. Okay. Or a parasite infection that's maybe got to my brain. I have this bit of a triage of symptoms between brain fog. Yeah where I can't necessarily remember like someone's name or what I was going to say, or it's, it's quite disconcerting. It makes me feel like you're getting Alzheimer's onto a dizziness. It's like a sort of mm. feeling like you're on a ferry. It's like a, like a vertigo all the way to this forehead thing. It's like a sort of forehead squeeze. It's very strange. Mm-hmm. So I get those three symptoms that come up very, very quickly when I've definitely eaten the wrong food. So then going very, going right back to your point about beating yourself up, you're not beating yourself up. It's very, very difficult for me to not beat myself up for maybe eating a little bit too much rice at dinner, which made me then wake up the next morning with my dizziness, let's say. Like, that's how sensitive it is. It's really interesting. Like, to the degree where if I slightly overeat sugars or maybe have overeat on on things I know I shouldn't be having, like dairy, or it really comes in real quick. And what I do is I kind of beat myself up. Why did you eat that 
food and this food and I got to go through it all. And I think I wish I could have just not eaten that. But of course it's insane because it's gone. Mm. You could have anyone else in the world tell you yeah. to just be nice to yourself, be kind to yourself, be empathetic to yourself. But when you're doing it to yourself, mm. when you're beating yourself up yeah. for those extra beers that you know you shouldn't have had or those foods that you know you shouldn't have had, or maybe you got angry at someone and you, mm. sh- and you maybe shouldn't have, even by me pointing out that all these shouldn'ts, the unconsciousness is being revealed mm. within itself because shouldn't, We've discussed this on a number of occasions. We will probably mention it every single time we record. Shouldn't or should are the most unconscious words in the world. Completely. Because they're gone. And it puts pressure on yourself. You're the person putting, and it's done. You've done the thing, but it's gone. It's passed. Completely. It's very easy to be the person who comes in Mm. and goes, oh, be be kind to yourself. But when you're doing it to yourself, it's almost the last thing you want to hear because in a way you just need that space. We'll probably end up getting a bit more scientific on the old gut microbiome thing and bring some people in to talk about it. I meant to talk to you about this and maybe this is our movie challenge. We should both watch this film um, separately, obviously. There's a guy you know, you will know his stuff called Kale Brock, who is on the How to Rip channel. You guys may have seen this Australian guys who run How to Rip on the, on YouTube. Yep. yep. Um, it's a nice channel. I like yeah, it. Great channel. And Kale has done a couple of movies, um, because he's a kind of storyteller writer as well. I think that I haven't seen yet. I have to confess, but you know, I've been, I've seen lots of trailers and I guess the sort of press around what he's doing on the sort of film front. It's a gut movie. It's mm. about. The microbiome and all of the good stuff and bad stuff in the gut and what it does for you. Uh, and the other then the second one I think he's done is a longevity film. There's a couple that we maybe should check out because, you know, here is somebody who is a surfer who has made a film about health and nutrition and well-being. I don't think we're going to do film reviews, but it does link into the mind, the body, the well-being angle that comes out of having a passion and a hobby that is also requires a level of fitness and well-being so you can do it more and more and more and for longer and longer and longer. The link between your well-being and your surfing is direct. Yeah. And perfect. I mean, this is the research that I've done and it's been extensive. I mean, you look at my library of books I have at home, I'd say mm. a quarter of them about are about things like fungus, parasites, mm. yes. gut health mm. and nutrition. In essence, if you wanted to sort of boil it down, if you're able to eat under 30 or 20 grams of sugar a day, yeah. which is really, I mean, sugar's never. You could even argue that, you know, a banana a day mm-hmm. is your allowance of sugar. Really? Genuinely. Yeah. Because you've actually started to look into the literature on sugar. It's yeah. like the, the body can handle, I mean, it, there's biological variation and, and diversity within all humans. So some mm. people can tolerate five, six, seven bananas a day and then two packets of biscuits and Coca-Cola. They could, I mean, they can just smash that stuff down. I mean, they don't, we don't know necessarily how they're feeling. Well, you should ask Peter Andre. Why? Well, it could be the same sort of urban myth that, you know, Bob Holness was the saxophonist on the Baker Street uh, uh, single. There was a, a rumour that Peter Andre, I mean, we're talking about Australians on this. That's the second Australian I've now mentioned. Overdosed on bananas because of the high potassium content in bananas. I think there's a tipping point that if you have one too many, you're going to sort of Whoa. tip your potassium levels to the wrong, into the wrong place. I always thought that was a wives' tale. Well, it might be. The same amount of potassium in sweet potatoes as there is in bananas. And I thought to myself, well, one, one time I did have 10 sweet potatoes yep. into a mash after a surf one time. I think, am I going to kill myself? <laughs> <laughs> but going back to what I was saying is that if you, if you want uh, a healthier gut, is to keep sugar down. That's the first rule. Secondly, fasting. There's a tremendous amount of literature on fasting and how it helps with your gut microbiome. And the thing about fasting that's really interesting is that people then go, well, can you surf and fast as well? Well, yes, you can. Because there's something you can you can use as energy called ketones. Mm. And this is where the ketogenic diet mm. has taken mm. a big wave of, of interest over the last 10 years. 
basically there's, there are two predominant energy systems available to the body mm-hmm. that the body can use for energy. One is glucose and two is ketones. And ketones are basically fat that you can use and you oxidize fat. And glucose is obviously glucose. And we know that one really, really well. It turns out that it's a far more efficient way of using energy for the body to oxidize fat than it is to oxidize, or sorry, to utilize carbohydrate. It just so happens that when you apply fasting to surfing, yes, it's very useful for your lifestyle. You can just get up. I mean, I just have a coffee, load of butter in there, and I just go surfing. It's very, very easy because you just go in, and even when you come back, you just carry on fasting. Mm. So it makes lifestyle aspects very simple. You haven't really yes. got to think about food at all until two o'clock, yes. really, three o'clock. If you're going to do proper mm. intermittent fasting, which is mm. to, to, to wait till lunch each day mm. and then finish eating in the evening and uh, sort of... And it's then, hard if you're having a heavy surf session. But it? this is the thing, this is where I'm going with this, yeah. because you, you've got these two energy systems called glucose and, and fat. And when you're having a more mellow session and you're gently paddling, gently paddling, you can use f- fat mm. and body fat mm. for energy mm. much more easily. It's when you're really pushing your lactic acid threshold and you're having much more of a full-on surf session that you, your requirement for carbohydrate goes up. So that's where the fasting implication becomes a little bit more tricky. Let's give it a classic scenario. You're yep. wanting to, to get the benefits of fasting, which mm-hmm. is more fat burning, mm-hmm. um, more mental alertness, yes. a healthier microbiome, mm-hmm. so just more well-being in your mm-hmm. whole body, mm-hmm. your inflammation levels, white blood cell mm-hmm. count. If you're wanting all those benefits of fasting and you want to have a hard surf session mm-hmm. where you're really draining out your liver and muscle glycogen, mm. your body's mm. glucose stores. If you're wanting to do to do both, it's finish your, your morning surf at whatever, yes, eleven ish, and have a half a banana mm. or even a quarter banana because mm. even the taste of sweetness alone mm. will trigger the release of insulin I from see. your pancreas. And so the process, yeah, so the yeah. process of, of of getting glucose back yeah. into your body, even just from a little bit of banana, yeah. will keep you on the fast. If that makes sense, and then you can have your bigger mm. meal two o'clock or whatever. Hey, I hope you're enjoying the podcast. If you want to follow us on social media, you'll find us on Facebook or Instagram at The Mindful Surfer Podcast, where we'll share updates on how to keep your mind calm, your body energized, so you can get the most stoke from your wave riding experience. Now, back to the podcast. As surfers, it's a genuine challenge. Um, being the mindful surfer, and the mindful surfer for us is always this human who is aware aware of how you feel, aware of how you how your surfing's going, aware of how your relationships are and mm. how that's working with your work and your surfing and Completely. the relationship you have with yourself. And nutrition is one of those challenges. Because mm. if you are being the mindful surfer, you're being really aware of what is your energy like mm. Mm. when you're in the ocean. What was your energy like in, in the sea today? It sort of both troughed and peaked, I would say. Good to start with because we started fairly easy. It was a groundswell, quite reasonable periods between sets. So we, we were in a sort of quietish break in the morning and the paddle out was easy and so the waves were fun and it was you know it was pretty easy and then we went and came out and paddled to a bit of a steeper bigger bigger break and that paddle out was where I'd hit the wall of got no energy um, but managed to get out came a bit too far in had to get back out again but it was in that sort of catching a wave that I seemed to get a second wind and was able to re-paddle even though I hadn't I hadn't eaten Mm. not deliberately um, it wasn't a fast exercise, fasting exercise. It wasn't intentional. No, I just didn't have time. I just had to grab a coffee and hit the, because we were up reasonably early. So yeah, but I kind of, I was fine to start with. Then I hit that lull. And then strangely, that sort of, whatever reserves were in there came back towards the sort of last 45 minutes of the, of the surf. 
It's interesting. Yeah, because we actually, you know, well, certainly I, you find it a lot easier to paddle around, but my second paddle out back out to the sort of near where the reef is was much, much harder. And I should have had more energy the first time we paddled out, but that really... Mm. It's really interesting. And it's actually, today was a great example of why a joy shared is a joy Mm. double. Mm. And a problem shared is a problem halved. Yeah. Because the problem with surfing Mm. is the paddle out. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Especially if you haven't had any any breakfast. (laughs) Totally. And having the fitness to do it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And the energy and calories in you. The joy is catching waves. Mm. Right. Now, when you're doing it with a friend... Mm. The paddle out, mm. the problem, mm. is halved. Yes. Because you're paddling with someone. Yeah, exactly. And especially well, with your training background, you're very good at motivating you know, well, me to do more than I would usually do. Because <laughs> I'd have just sat on the last peak before we even left to get to the other break yeah. and just caught wave after wave there. It was easy peasy. It's interesting, isn't yeah. it? You're someone that's receptive to that. Yeah. But a lot of people would, would actually get kind of a bit annoyed and pissed mm. off yeah. if I was then going, go yeah. on, mate, go yeah. on, you can do it, you can do it. Because in, in a way, some people kind of, you can tell, and this, I've got this experience yeah. from having been a PT for a number of years, that you can kind of tell when some people just need silence mm. and they just need to suffer in silence, you know? Mm-hmm. And it almost the words that you say that uh, would then make the paddle out even worse. Mm. But for someone like you, you're humble and mindful mm. enough of wanting um, and being open and receptive. That's the word, mm. being receptive mm. to kinship and mm. help it's an amazing quality that you possess because that receptivity mm. it makes it way more fun for me because mm. i then get to be someone who has potentially aided mm. and helped and, mm. and helped halve that problem Absolutely, yeah. because you have the problem with yeah. me too yeah. because guess what as i'm paddling mm. if i then get to help someone mm. else it's making me think about mm. my paddle even to even half a degree it's even more again so yeah. it's this it's this amazing thing mm. where you, when you share in the ocean experience mm. Um, with friends, it makes it wonderful. I mean, even when you go for a wave, so it's this this problem halved is the paddle out, mm. but the joy shared, joy doubled is when your friend then gets a wave mm. or if you get a wave and your friend sees it and mm. it's this constant camaraderie. And so the mindful surfer is also someone who I think is really seeking out a particular person or a tribe of people who really aid and support the happiness of their surfing. Mm. And maybe it's worth really checking in with yourself and kind of wondering, you know, could you branch out and, and try and meet more people? Mm who want that positive feeling mm. from surfing. Or maybe if you're around a lot of people who who maybe don't have that kind of vibe in them and, and, and you want to have that in your surfing, you want to have someone who wants to support you, wants to see you get the wave of the day, you know, really is there for you and wants to share in that stoke, mm. that maybe it's worth kind of moving on for oh, some people. Totally, yeah. I mean, it's absolutely, you know, what's your wave of the day? You know, for different people, it's different things. One, it could just be riding the white water back to the beach. The other, it could be hitting an air off a lip of a, absolute peeler but if you've got people around you ecstatic when you do whatever it is that you want to do Mm. that's amazing it's an amazing feeling and it goes back to what we talked about judgment before doesn't it you know if you've got people judging you for the right reasons in a way or or it's not judgment who are supportive of you and your Mm. journey and your Mm. your, your improvements and of you trying things and you can try things without fear of being judged negatively Mm. or you know laughed at or whatever yeah it's having those people around you to support your development in anything you do but particularly in for me in surfing lovely you're saying all this dude there's an insight from this morning that you know i told al this and i haven't told you this yet i'm wondering this could go one or two ways (laughs) so we'll let this we'll edit it (laughs) (laughs) but basically this morning you know it really relates to what is mm. the mindful surfer? The mindful surfer is someone who is aware of themselves. I think in a nutshell, we, mm. we're sticking with it, aren't we? That yeah. really is yeah. what we're teaching. It's just yeah. raising awareness. It was a lovely moment this morning where I saw just how aware of yourself you are. Mm. Because what happened was we've gone in 
I've been finding it reasonably easy out the back. Mm. Um, I'm quite used to big waves mm. and I'm pretty paddle fit. Mm-hmm. It's probably the thing I hang my hat on more than anything. I can paddle for England and I was just mm. going straight back out, straight back out through quite big waves. You were sort of struggling a little bit and getting a bit tired. And so I came in because I wasn't having as much fun because mm. I want to be with my mm. mate, mm. you know? So I came in and there you were on the inside and we had some smaller ones for a bit. And I, I sort of made a comment and said, because you were talking about, oh, you know, I'm getting a bit frustrated, but I want to get bigger ways. I said, well, yeah, I played devil's advocate. I said, listen, mate, you know, not everyone needs to make that a goal. Mm. You know, two to three feet and clean mm. is lovely. I mean, some people, that's just authentically what mm. they prefer and that's mm. fine and that's what they stick to. And what was really interesting is this is my perception. This is where this could go one or two ways. Because in my perception, I thought I looked at you and I maybe thought I'd I'd really burst your bubble. Like I'd maybe yeah. kind of really made Liam go, oh, you know, I want to surf big waves. But then what was really interesting is your reaction was very much like, no, I want to surf bigger waves. And fuck, blow me down. You just span around and we and you did it, man. Yeah, I was so proud, mate. Just the, the way that you bombs. paddled back out, <laughs> getting pounded on the head. Mm. On the head. And, and, and dare I say that when I look back, you're carrying... Now, <laughs> please don't do this the wrong way. <laughs> but you're carrying off a marvellous sort of almost Hitler-esque impression of your hair. You have lovely hair, dude. You have lovely, lovely hair. You've got this amazing, amazing... You know, when people see the videos of our show, they'll see that Liam's lovely curly locks. Except when you're... <laughs> when you're duck diving... Like moment, a drowned... It goes down. Do you, yeah. do you remember Hitler had this... Had these two... I don't think you could talk about uh, Hitler on the Mindful Surfer. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit ironic, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Hitler, well, was Hitler mindful? I don't know. That could get on a rabbit hole, couldn't it? But it's... <laughs> Liam's looking at me, shaking his head. But the thing is, is that it's... Uh, you're pulling off a bit of a, a bit of a Hitler vibe as you paddle out. Not in person, you just got this slight... It's your hair. But anyway, you made it back out. It was so cool. And you ended up getting one of those lefts. I think there was there was one left that you that was coming near you. And I was... And maybe I need to be quieter sometimes because I'm mm. sort of going, come on, dude. Mm. And I'm screaming because there's this beautiful left coming yeah. in. It was way overhead. And I saw you just pull out. Like mm. there was this bit of hesitation. Mm. As you grow towards an intermediate mm. surfer, those are the moments that are so, so mm. precious because they're the ones you learn from and learn from and learn from. And then you go again and you go again. And I could see you. And then you kind of did it again. You, you, you had this bomb wave and you just went to go and you just, oh, and you hesitated again. It's like one or two more strokes. Mm. You've got to really commit, mm. haven't you? Mm-hmm. What was it like for you, dude? I want to go right back on that story because there's a few things you probably you want to <laughs> defend yourself on that you don't look like Hitler. What was your reaction? You know, when I said to you in, in, on the inside, do you remember me saying that? Yeah, I mean, because look, you know, we, we get bigger waves than that and surf them, but it's uh, it's just I love my sweet spot is that I, I, I'm chasing to be the um, the world's best small wave surfer. And, great goal. Uh, love it. But yeah, the sort of meaty chunks are great for power and speed, aren't they? You know, the days that we get them and the days that you write, you, you go for them, it is tricky sometimes. But today was a good case in point because it was just the paddle, it was just the exhaustion by the time you get there. It's, get, yes. it's then getting on, isn't it, as well? But you're right, yeah, I, I pulled out of a couple just as I thought, oh, I haven't got the legs or the arms to actually make this as well. And then there are some where you, and this is quite interesting for me, is just the different sort of times to sort of get up on the board is that I'm going occasionally popping too early and then the, mm. you've missed the wave anyway. Mm. That is either you're going to go over the falls with the white water or you just, it just goes underneath you and it's gone. I just fancy, I don't, it's interesting. Was it the comments at all? Not really. I just didn't want to leave without going back out and facing the challenge. You know, that's really I'm cool. not very good at putting things down until I've finished them or had a go mm. at something. And that's why for me, my sort of my, my surfing, 
path, if you like, is still around this wanting to continually improve. Because I know, you know, you can stay and just glide the face and that's nice and that's it's, there's a lot of joy in that and I get a lot of joy out of that. But these bigger days or bigger sets are helping me get the better turns or more speed and more maneuverability and just a faster ride, isn't it? Because I'm looking, and I always talk about this kind of idea that, you know, you don't know what room you're not in until you, you're in the new room and you mm. think, wow, actually, this is, this is pretty good. I like being here. What else is in here and how else do mm. I get better and up and out of this and into the next stage? So the idea of improvement for me comes with uh, increased joy. I don't think that's mm. for everybody. But it is personal, you know, I want to be improving. I want to be trying things that um, I haven't tried before uh, to get better at something mm-hmm. that I've got mm-hmm. this immense passion for. Wonderful, um, dude. I love that. Yeah. And I don't think you can do that without ever, in anything actually, and you can relate this to any aspect of your life, without stepping outside that sort of bubble of comfort. Totally, dude. I completely agree. The comfort zone of a beginner advancing mm. to intermediate is the psychological implication is one of fear and frustration. Mm. Frustration of not quite getting it mm. and fear of basically bigger, more powerful mm. waves. And what's really interesting is people might perceive that all oh, beginners obviously mm. have more psychological, physiological mm. struggles as they mm. grow their surfing potential mm. um, more than mm. an intermediate to advance would have. Mm. And actually that's a myth because one of the sort of the expense of sounding arrogant here, one of the challenges of being a slightly more advanced surfer or just an advanced surfer mm. itself. So anything between intermediate to advanced, mm. the, the challenge there is keeping yourself fresh, mm. keeping it novel, mm. staying alert, staying interested, wanting to continue to get better mm. and not getting fearful mm. or frustrated yeah. when the waves aren't barreling. Because yeah. the thing that you want to grow towards mm. as an advancing surfer mm. is getting barreled mm. and doing f- floaters mm. and airs and stuff. Mm. But let's be really honest, not even top pros are getting that all day long. So I think that it's interesting because, you, you know, we look at these things and say, oh, you know, oh, I'm really glad I'm not a beginner surfer mm. anymore. Well, actually, I envy... Mm a tremendous amount of how much progression you're making at the moment Mm. because you get so much flow. Mm. You know, you are absolutely in the flow, the Mm. flow, the flow. Whereas Mm. I can sometimes find myself on crumblier days, Mm. potentially getting frustrated. Mm. So, so much of my journey Mm. as the mindful surfer is having grown in things like patience and calm, Mm. being more resolute and being able to just grab a longboard and just kind of just enjoy it no matter Mm. what and be a bit more Ben Gravy Mm. about it and just Mm. enjoy it. And enjoy what you get. Be grateful for what you've got. Totally. But I think it's really interesting when you're, when you're, really learning how to deal with bigger, more powerful waves is that there's this kind of perception that because it's steeper and bigger, Mm. that it is more dangerous. Mm. Statistically, at least in my experience that I've Mm. found, smaller waves are Mm. more dangerous. Yeah. I mean, I've seen you get hurt on a one foot wave. (laughs) It is most common. I think if you got a thousand servers on the show right now Mm. and they tell you when they got hurt, it was in small waves. But it's complacency, isn't it? Because you get complacent. And I think that's the thing for me. I'm not fearful beyond the the ocean is a place that i'm comfortable but it's more about the it's a respect and f- natural fear of knowing what those waves can do if it goes wrong with a yeah. board yeah so i think as a swimmer and a sort of working with the surf lifesaving club you know i've got that respect but i'm not sort of panicking in the waves mm. it's more to do with the takeoffs that on the bigger waves today is more about What's going to happen? What's going to happen? Weirdly, it's a different mindset. Yes. For me, of how's this going to go? Am I in the right place at the right time? So when I pull out of those waves, it's more to do is almost you're not mindful. You start to overthink it. Totally. And the ones that go really well is when you commit and you look down the line and you go and mm. you just got that amazing sensation of speed as well as. Yes. And like you said, weirdly, more control than on some of the smallest 
waves mm. because the wave's doing the work for you, which is a somebody the level I'm at surfing, it's quite nice to have, you can start to think about what else to do on the wave then, rather than on those, on my perfect days of two to three foot and clean, sometimes they're, where we are anyway, the wave isn't helping you that much no. sometimes. No, no. No, absolutely. You're going to be able to get way more manoeuvres in yeah. on a faster wave. Yes. Within reason, if it's yeah. too fast, then it's just like, well, it's yeah. a barrel, yeah. you or, you're, or you're just flying down the line yeah. and you're holding on. Mm. But manoeuvres are way easier. I've, mm. I've been saying this for such a long time. This is my mm. <laughs> this is my way of selling mm. you bigger waves. <laughs> I keep trying to get you to come into bigger waves. Oh, yeah. dude, but it's easier. It's easier. And Liam's yeah. like, it's I'm an old not man. easier. <laughs> I am getting pounded yeah. right yeah. now. You're a liar. Yeah. Actually, when you're on the face, I always remember yeah. my brother telling me this. Yeah. My brother was a great inspiration. Yeah. Uh, he used to give my brother much more credit mm. inspiring me in my surfing journey. And one of the things he always used to say was that the harbour is the paddle out. Mm and the paddling mm. and the takeoff and all these mm. things. But once you're on a wave, mm. that bit is the easy bit mm. and it gets easier mm. the bigger the waves get mm. within reason. Yes. If they get over double overhead yeah. or, I mean, even up to a double overhead, I mean, you know, double overhead itself is, yeah. you know, yeah, you know, arguably you're really having to work on yeah. speed control then and, and really mm. leaning into your rails perfectly and stuff. And that becomes a little bit more And then right board as well. And the right board and all these things. But I think up to head and a half on a sort of not crazy punchy beach break, but a nice bit of punch mm. in it. That is, I mean, that's every surfer's dream mm. that around that height mm. that you can come around the trough, you can mm. really bottom turn, knife in and try and do things off the top. With board speed, you know, you can do anything. Yeah. It's really, really just a wonderful thing. But we'll see how we go tomorrow. <laughs> Dude, we'll see how we go tomorrow. If we, we might... get away with it. <laughs> it's one of the implications. I had it this morning where I was, um, I was at home. Didn't know how long I'd been in, but I kind of roughly knew I'd been in longer mm. than I said I would. Mm. And we've discussed this in previous episodes. I think relationships mm. and how they interrelate for a surfer mm. are, you know, really challenging in so many ways because mm. you're, you're wanting to have your life. Yes. Because we can slip into this thing in relationships, whether it's friendship or romantic relationship or even mm. like a client or mm. any relationship where you can slip into this thing called codependency. Mm. Codependent relationships are, are based on sort of, I need you mm. and you need me. Mm. And that's a tricky ground and tricky place to be in. And, and, and it kind of, one of the symptoms of, of, of codependency is, is the kind of, like, kind of tit for tat, mm. counting up hours and stuff. Okay, well, you've had this many hours, so now I've got this many hours. Yes, and kind of balancing yeah. it out like a, like a calculator. Yeah. And being surfers that we are, it's a challenge. And yeah. I think that, you know, I'm very, very blessed that my wife, she sees that, you know, because it makes me happy, it adds to the whole within the family is a sort of totality in that sense. You want to be bringing joy home with you, don't you? If you get that joy, whatever that is, wherever you get yes. that, you know, within reason. Yes. <laughs> you know, for, from a surfing perspective, it'd be interesting to hear, but I think most people embraced it in the right way and everything's gone okay for them in the surf, mm. would leave the surf and go home feeling really stoked, charged, yes. positive. Yes. They take that and if you carry that with you through the following hours days, even a week, you know, if you, mm. or weeks if you're away from it for a long time, then that's great. It's kind of how do you frame that moment and keep hold of it mm. in order to give you a better sort of vibe at, at home? I totally agree, dude. Yeah. I wanted to ask you a question on that. Do you ever have um, like a feeling of, and by the way, th this is 100% likely be mm. an unconscious one, an mm. unconscious thought or feeling that one may have of wishing that you didn't have to get back and you didn't have responsibilities. Do you ever have that? Mm, yeah. Even as a thought? That's a good question. I am very careful. I don't share too much on this show about these things because I think everybody has their ups and downs, but I think it's one of the, those where you, you kind of always want a bit more time. But I think 
both of us are very lucky in the partners we've got where they are embracing of our desire to go surfing. It's more that I usually leave when I'm, these days, mm. when I'm ready, you know, mm. it's kind of, I'm not going thinking, oh, I wish I had another, because I think as soon as you, you know, you're into this zone of, I wish I had another hour in the water, I wish I had another, you're not mindful, probably nice. have been before, but I'm just trying to reset it. You know, it takes work where you think, I'm just glad I've been in. Whatever the size, conditions, if you've been in, mm. that's good enough. You definitely creep into, I wish I was in, on days you're not able to. You might be away, you're on a function, a great you're at work. Dude. But actually having had that, you know, having been away from it for so long as well. So having to come back to this and everything we're doing and talking about around returning, doing, just getting off the treadmill and going back to the ocean and all of that stuff. It means that the gratitude is still there. So mm. when I leave, I'm, I'm happy that I've just been in. Whether that's 45 minutes, an hour and a half, three hours, never longer than three hours of the paddle fitness, but <laughs> it's an interesting one. And the tit for tat thing doesn't usually exist, I have to say, mm. but it, it does creep in because everybody's yeah, human and you have your yeah. lives. And we went to see some pals in Cornwall and that curtailed the session a little bit, but still was a good session yesterday. So I was grateful for what we'd had. And then it provides a bit of a talking point and when you, with people that are interested in the same stuff as you. So yeah, I think overall, I don't get, there and think, oh, shit, wish I'd added a few more hours in there. Mm, mm. Not anymore, not as much anymore. Unless the shit's hitting the fan at home and I think, ah, I wish I was still in the water. <laughs> I wish I was still here. Yeah. It's funny because there might be a perception that more surfing equals more happiness. What was your take on that? More actual hours yeah. equaling more happiness. Is there such a thing? Do we reach a plateau? You know what I mean? Like you, you look at the sort of the, the day and let's say your the responsibilities in your life have increased over the years. You're listening well, to this. This is not saying that the conditions are all time, because that's just a different bracket. Mm. Let's be honest, every surfer listening to this, mm. if the conditions in your home break or somewhere in the, mm. like this in the Maldives or the mm. Mentorways, if it's the absolute dream conditions, yes. the waves of your life, yes. that's a different conversation. Let's yeah. leave that out to one side, but let's, yeah. just, let's just call it standard conditions. Yeah. Every day, two mm. to four feet, probably a little bit, little bit chopped up. Do we plateau at a level of well-being and happiness at a certain amount of time in the ocean? Do you find Great that? Great question. We should really ask some people who've got that. Well, just on a per- I'm just asking you on genuinely a per- on a personal not, level. Not yet. But I think there is always a sort of leveling out. No, it's a very good question. Once I get to that stage, I'll let you know. But right now, would I be happier? Would you be happy day? for a four hour session versus a two hour? No. No. It's a bit like, you know, do you want to have a binge drinking session or do you want to have two glasses of wine every night, seven nights a week? End of the day. Dif- it's individual. It's firstly individual and secondly, it's about balance. Yeah. And can you surf too much? Yeah, I think you can. And this is what we discussed last week. And I'm feeling today like we've hammered the surf a bit, you know. Well, I have because I'm not as fit and uh, young as Will and uh, and I'm wearing a suit from the 1990s. <laughs> I love it. I'm wearing, it's so, you're wearing it's so good. It's like a suit of armour. <laughs> you may as well be wearing just yeah. a big old a, suit. Of, like a woolen uh, winter wetsuit. Like, like a dry just, suit. Just full wool deal. Yeah. I can't wait to get you in a really new proper hey hope you're enjoying the podcast if you want to make sure you never miss a show head on over to the mindfulsurfer.com sign up to our weekly newsletter and we'll update you on the latest shows now back to the podcast the happiness thing with with surfing is that if i've got problems going on on land yeah aka anyone yeah i don't know anyone that's not dealing with Mm. challenges in life Mm. So when I'm dealing with challenges in life and I go in the ocean, if I get into a flow experience and I'm yes. totally in the moment yeah. 
and I'm there really in the moment within that surf, mm. then the more time spent doing that equals more well-being and happiness. Completely. For me, this, yes. is, this is my interpretation. If I'm having that kind of yes. session, yes. the more hours I spend mm. doing it, the mm. less I'm thinking about life. Mm. The more in the moment I am, the more I'm just looking at the sky. I'm just yeah. feeling the waves. I'm just surfing. I'm just turned, doing That's turns, doing turns, good. exercising. Yeah. So I am happier. Yeah. The more time I spend in the ocean. Yes. Now, here's the thing. If I'm not mindful of being focused on the session itself, mm. which is what helps mm. us enter the flow experience, mm. psychological research shows us that if you want to enter a flow experience, mm. you need to be mindful mm. of the present moment and not mm. constantly wondering, oh, when's the next set coming? Mm. And oh, I wonder if the weather's going to change and make the waves mm. better. Or I wish people would get out of the mm. way. Or my board's not working right. I mm. wish it could be on a better board. Mm. And the list goes on and on and on. Mm. We call this thinking, call this thoughts, getting in the way of yes. being present. And it's not to say, and this is what we've never tried to teach in this podcast, that in order to enter the flow experience and get more happiness from your surfing experience, that you should try and get rid of distracting thoughts about the problems mm. and challenges you have of your mm. life. That is not mindfulness. Mm. When I'm in the ocean, it is a chance and an opportunity for me to enter into the present moment a little bit more easily. Yes. But if I don't bring and have the humility mm. to actually bring my mind into the moment and assume that surfing will just do it for me, well, mm. then I'm f***ed. Yeah. Because surfing ain't going to fix you. You have to fix yourself first. And then the surfing is the extra bonus that takes you on to the next stage in wellbeing when you're in the ocean. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You can take all those issues from land. Yeah. And just be in the dealing with them in the exact same unconscious way in the ocean, which Correct. is just going over and going over and going over them and not really bringing yeah. yourself into the moment. And I'm not here to then say that you shouldn't feel emotion and get frustrated and even feel or down in the ocean yeah. or upset or worried when you're surfing or anything that, that can happen about, mm. you know, this thing called life when you are surfing. I'm not saying you shouldn't feel any of those things. Mm -hmm. But what I am saying and bringing it back to have more time in the ocean, make us happier. It can if we have the wherewithal and humility yeah. and discipline to be more mindful when yes. we go in. And that is the I gratitude agree. aspect. And I agree with that. I think there's an element there that actually I overlooked and to your point about if there is a time that I have to be out, that's fine because we all have lives and some, you've got to go and do things. But that can sometimes, in, that can bring for me because it brings the real world a little bit in conflict with it's that lovely Zen insight. experience. So... I've almost stopped wearing a watch in the, the ocean. That's nice. I like that. And sometimes I have to wear one because we've Very got family smart. responsibilities and all of that sort of stuff. But that's the meat. Because when I leave the land and go into the sea, I do find those beneficial, you know, of everything we've talked about in previous episodes where it kind of washes away all of the crap. My mind leaves the, all of that stuff behind. And I always say it's like stepping, you know, you're going from the real world into this unreal world. But in a way... Maybe you are in going into the ocean, you're going into the real, that's the real world, that connectivity, that forgetting about things, allowing yourself to be. And that's a personal thing. It works so well like that for me. But then when you're in the flow and you're having a great time and, you know, the sky's perfect color and the, the sun's shining and the waves are great and all of that stuff, to be constantly thinking about how, you know, that time, that's mm. how we manage all of our life back on land. You know, where do we have to be at what time? And th there is, a, if I'm honest, a conflict at times between that Zen, I'm in the moment and it's great. And mm. what time is it? And you forget, you forget time. For me, anyway, when, when I'm surfing, L unlike anything else that you're doing, and I'm talking about free surfing here, mm. you know, so you play rugby, it's timed. You play a game finite of football, games. it's a finite game. It's surfing, you allow Winners, you Winners, losers, just, time yeah. frames. Yeah. It just allows you to sort of be and do it's what you play. want to do. It's, yeah. it, it's play, yeah. For, it's play for. Yeah. Its own sake. Yeah. yeah. Which is 
oh rare yeah. in today's world. And it is why it is just such a wonderful, wonderful sport. Yes. It is a wonderful yeah. activity, surfing. The kids. It's just for its own sake. And yeah. God, that's what the world needs. Yeah. It feels like you you want to be able to give someone yeah. a bit of a dose of that sometimes when you yeah, see completely. how seriously people yeah. take life. And it's not to say, again, that, you know, this isn't necessarily to say that, you know, we don't have serious issues to deal with mm. and challenges, of course. Mm. And that's not the point of, of what I'm saying there about how seriously people take life. It's more that there's a lightness to being conscious. There's a joy of being mm. for its own sake that mm. gets kind of misread by someone who's more unconscious as it being kind of folly mm. and silly mm. and well, are you following through with your responsibilities? Yeah. And, and what about the problems of the world? Yes. And what about all the issues in politics? Yes. And, and, and someone trying to kind of pull you into the negativity of the world, mm. when you're feeling so positive from surfing, you're being so positive because of the experience of it. It's very challenging to be in that contrast world then of people who are not living that life. Because yeah. surfers in general are stoked and they're positive and they're conscious and they want to get joy from life and have loving relationships and eat healthy food. And that's generally the stereotype mm. of a surfer. Mm. Now, probably someone might be able to come onto the show and tell me that is not what a surfer really is like. I don't know. but And it's age and what you're into and all that stuff. And yeah, you kind of, of skirt, course. certainly for me, I've skirted in and out of those things of, you know, that sort of, there is a rock and roll surf element as well. Maybe it's mm. kind of old school, but that still exists at times, you know, that kind of surf hard, party hard. But mm. it's usually with a massive amount of stoke and well goodness in you i would hope mm, mm. you're right i think in in many respects when you say you know do, what do people take into the ocean with them if they get it right people who go and have that luxury of being able to surf and enjoy them. For, for me is when you take the good stuff out like i say and, mm. and carry that you know you sort of bank that stoke if you can spend that stoke wisely in your own life in the different elements of that family work driving you know your interactions with other people, then I think that's when it really, that mindful surfing bit starts to come together. Totally. And I, I don't think anybody's totally perfect in that or there yet, but certainly something to try and to aim for and to Big try time. and check yourself and think, it's a bit that look, how appreciation for what we have. Because to have an Big ocean, time. which is why I've got to look after it as well, to have an ocean to go and play in, it's kind of free to help to all. It really Especially is. Especially in the UK, you know, we don't we don't have these huge sections of, private beaches where nobody can go it's it literally is you can just go and get in the in the sea i just it love belongs it. to us all. i just love it i love it i love yeah. it you know there's there's something you know you think about the mindful surfer is the surfer who can let go of frustration as difficult as it is if someone's dropped in on you yes the mindful surfer is someone who brings that focus into the moment so they can enjoy the experience mm. and appreciate the surfing experience no matter what the conditions mm -hmm. are the mindful surfer is someone who you know when paddling out and getting battered again and again and again by set after set mm. after set doesn't give up and stays calm in their perseverance mm. there's a list of things that the mindful surfer does mm. in the ocean we've covered these yes. in a number of episodes so yeah. far we will cover them again and again yeah. in these next few hundred episodes we're yeah. going to be around for a long while and then what good is it being the mindful surfer if you're not the mindful surfer on land yes and when your partner or your friend or someone in your family or someone at work says something that frustrates mm. you pisses you off, takes you out of your comfort zone, mm. that you can't learn mm. to be that surfer then, that letting go. Yes. And doing it there. Yeah. Because the, the the more you do it there on land and, and then do things like, you know, let's say you're experiencing a challenge in mm. your business life mm. and cash flow mm. is an issue or, or, or whatever, is that, again, you can be the mindful surfer when you're out there and you're persevering with calm 
apply it to land. When you're dealing with you know, paying staff or you're thinking about your own income or whatever it is you're trying to sort out, it's bring that attitude into what you're doing in business and it will help you in all manner of ways. And that is about being able to persevere, but not persevere with anxiety. There's a real myth that you, in order to get what you want in life, you've got to push, 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 go, 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 push, push, push. It is, if you don't do anything, you don't get anything. I mean, you can't just sit around doing nothing and expect something to happen. But the point is, if you do it with anxiety and stress you will maybe go round and round in circles. You will. Creativity, which is the kind of the magic spark of life, of what gets things going forward as opposed to going round and round. The creativity being the magic spark of life is not something you force. Yes. It comes. It is. It comes when you're calm. And that is the mindful surfer mm-hmm. bringing things into land. And, 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 and then we're getting onto you know, more depth here. But this is, our, this is the whole you know, reason why you and I are doing what we're doing here. Because when we discuss these things, it's so different to what's out there in the surfing world. And yeah. I know that the person who is listening to this right mm-hmm. now is listening to this for a reason. And it's because you want depth in your life. Yeah, yes. you want banter as well. Yes. And we, we've got a caller coming up in a moment. We've got, we've got uh, Dave, the minor surfer. He, he's calling in five minutes. I think he's calling at 22. So I is think he? he's here in two minutes, but okay. he, he's ringing in in a second. But I think that, you know, it's having depth in your life. It's depth in your life. Depth in your surfing life. And it's also about making... And um, learning how to grow. Like I say, taking it out. And we're all trying. We all fall off. I fall off my mindful wagon sometimes, you know, to get back on. You know, you have this thing where if you can take that, yeah, there's a mindful surfer, but I'm just going to be the mindful human. And I might be the mindful footballer or the mindful golfer, or I might be the mindful businessman. And it's kind of sitting there <laughs> without sounding too sort of cheesy about it. But, you know, personally, even when you're looking at this kind of quite large business issues at times, and you think, yes, there is that perseverance of paddling and keep paddling because you know that eventually that wave will come. So you've got to make sure that you continually paddling mm. but it's it's almost with a smile on your face so you're leading mm. the way for other people to sort of follow and if you do that in the right way that's when it all feels all right and it feels good and things happen it's when you are like you say well you know battling with anxiety as part of that mix of almost like more of a toxic mix maybe anxiety is the wrong word but there's just that kind of it's too much when you're being a control freak because i know what you're saying because yeah. anxiety almost takes yeah. it into a world that, yes. you know we all do with anxiety yes. everybody has it you know, but, and, but, but i know what you're tra- what yeah. you're trying to say it's more that yeah. kind of uh aspect of kind of yeah. trying to control yes. everything you, nobody can control everything that's what it is it's yeah. becoming con- yeah. a control freak and maybe every little aspect yeah. of, of something maybe that's where the surfing bit for me starts to connect is that you don't, nobody controls the ocean. You know, it, you just go and accept mm. what it's going to Lovely give you. insight. And it's almost that acceptance of that. And of course you get in it, you paddle around in it, you get to the waves that you, you, you think you want to get to, but really you are just being, you're just in there. You don't control it. You allow it to happen. It's almost a full acceptance of I'm here I'm just going with it. And when you go with it and go with the flow, that's when good things happen. It is always when good things happen. Yeah. And, it, and in life and is, as in the ocean, mm. it is in letting go. And, and I'm not, although I've become much more confident with the word, uh, confident in mm. using the word, should I say, mm. uh, God. Mm. Although I'm not religious, mm. I'm just much more in contact with the grandeur of the whole yes. and being more spiritual. As in the, the word to be spiritual is to be more connected to the whole. And in that sense, there's a lovely quote, which is... um. It's by Wayne Dyer, which is letting go, letting God. And that's not necessarily God as in that sort of that doctrine and that dogma Mm. of God that we have in religion. Mm. I more just mean in the universe is this aspect of kind of just trusting Mm. that everything's going to be okay. Yeah. And when you let go fully and you surrender control, which is very hard to do. But when you do it, 
you notice it because yeah. things click yeah. again. And it's very humbling because then we go, <laughs> I do this all the time in my life. I then worry again, needlessly, mm. about the littlest thing. How's that going to be paid for? How's yes. that going to work? Yeah. How am I going to figure this out? You know, that health challenge is going on and on and, and I can't seem to get rid of it. Have I got cancer? You know, mm. the list goes on and mm. on. We, we worry, mm. we worry and worry. And I do it again and I notice that I'm doing it. I'm trying to force and manipulate the universe yeah. to, to work in my favour, wishing that things could to change now. And, I, and when I'm doing that, things aren't quite going my way and it's all a bit, just doesn't quite work. And it's a bit clunky. And then when I notice that I've been doing that and trying to force the mm. world to work for me, when I notice that I'm doing it, I then go, oh yeah, I'm doing that. And that's what being mindful is, is being aware of yourself and what you're doing. And then it's the littlest thing, like standing over the washing up and just notice that you've been worrying the last half an hour and just go, oh, whoa. Check in with yourself and mm. go, how am I feeling? Where's my breathing? Mm. How is my breathing? Hand on the plate with the washing mm. up, put it to the one side. There's a lovely Zen story about uh, this Zen master took a student out into the mountains and the student is asking the master, you know, master, I know we're doing all this training, but, mm. you know, told me yet, you know, how do I enter Zen? You know, I want to, I feel like mm. I'm ready now mm. to enter Zen. And the master said, enter Zen from here. And he's like, oh, I'm not sure what quite that means. Another year goes by and he's really working at all his meditations and he's really mm. trying to get better. And he says to the master, he says, you know, master, I think I'm genuinely ready. Like, yeah. just tell me what to do. Like, what do I need to do to, to enter the Zen? Mm -hmm. You know, when am I going to be ready for that? Mm. And he says, enter Zen mm. here. Anyway, this goes on and on. And in the end, he asked him again and he gets the exact same reply. Mm. Upon getting this reply, he sits where he's sitting next to this river and he's not meditating. And he hears the sound of the trickle as it's going down the mountainside. The next thing he does is he hears the birds chirping in the trees. And the next thing he does is sees the color of the crystal mm. light as it shimmers mm. all the way down and he gets it. Is that in no moment in your life is there going to be a thing called the future. So you enter Zen from where you are. <laughs> this is not quite as deep, but it's the same thing about that, you know, tomorrow is a mystery, today is a gift. Beautiful. It was on Kung Fu Panda, but That's, I did remember it. On that front, I think we got a phone call, dude. Hang on, we just one second. Just if I just come on to the other line, we got Dave coming in. So we got a special guest on the show coming in today. Oh, he's here now. Yeah. Hello, mate. Oh, there he is. Hello, boys. <laughs> you, are you okay with the time difference, Dave? Ah, uh, yeah, a bit knackered, but uh, I'll be all right. How's it been going? You been, uh, are you getting, yeah, getting try, the ocean, try. Dave? Ah, oh, mate, I've been in the ocean most days. Hang on a minute. No, I'm on the phone. Yeah, sorry about that. I'm trying to be really mindful, like you guys have been telling me. I didn't get enough time today. I'm going to have a word with a few kooks, mate. They were, uh, they, they were dropping in. Um, they were in my way. I try to feel good for them, but uh, I couldn't bloody do it, mate, because I, uh, I was only in for about five minutes. So I said to them, look, guys, I'm trying to be mindful about this, but this is my beach now. F*** off. Uh, any... <laughs> Dave, wait a second. Dave, wait a second. Dave, 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 this is the Mindful Surfer podcast. What's that about? Have you not been learning from the, Mate, I was the teachings? I, I was mindful that they were in my way. So uh, that's what we're learning about, right? Dave, I mean, well, listen, buddy, what we're trying to do is we're trying to, we're trying to learn oh, how to right. be a bit more compassionate with fellow human beings. I mean, that's, that's really aggressive, pal. Oh, mate, I just listened to your last kook podcast. I was trying to watch out and embrace my inner kook, and then I got really pissed off with my own self. So, Dave, I'll, I'll try harder for next week, guys. Anyway, keep up the good work. Gotta go. Cheers, Dave. Bye. We'll talk to you again. Cheers, buddy. 
There's Dave for you. Yeah, Dave the Mindless Surfer. He's coming in all the way over from uh, from Queensland, Australia. Blimey. Bit of a time difference. Fair play to him. So he's been, he's, he sounds like he's been really taking on the teachings. He's taken that on really well, hasn't he? Yeah. 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 So uh, if you're anywhere near Dave's Beach, um, don't go, basically. Don't, don't go. Don't go near Dave. Um, anyway, there's the Mindless Surfer, but we're working on him. We're working on him. We're working on him. Yeah, yeah he'll. I think he'll call back in again. I feel being a bit harsh on the Australians this uh to this episode as well. Maybe Dave was on our mind. He could have been. And but there's been some good ones. So the Kale Brock film should absolutely uh, check out. We're both going to watch that. But um, Big time. maybe Dave could do with watching that as well. I think Dave really could do with that. And you know, Dave reminds me of myself at times. <laughs> but I'm trying to get better. Yeah. No, I'm not that bad. I used to get um, a lot more frustrated with other surfers. And now I just kind of, I just go in. If I'm really finding that I can't let it go, people are getting in the way. It's too crowded. It's just not happening. You know, I'll just go in. I did that the other day, cut a session short rather than kind of stay in there just because I feel like I should, you know, and yeah. uh, that's one of those words we're trying to eradicate from our vocabulary, isn't it? Should. Should. That I should stay yeah. in because it's... A need. Surf. Yeah, a need. Mm. Yeah. It's like we use that word, oh, I need a surf. Well, do you need a surf? Do you need a surf? Or do you need... Oh, that's a good question. A roof over your head. You need food, a roof over your head. Food in your belly. It would be nice to have a surf. It'd be nice to have a surf. But I do think having a surf helps you... Well, it doesn't help Dave. Dave. <laughs> All those poor buggers trying to surf in his... Uh, I think let's be nice to each other. That's the message from that, isn't it? That's the message. Don't be like yes. Dave. Right. Liam, dude, I've loved today. It's been much today. more freestyle, freestyle, quickie session. Yeah. Again, um, really good though. Wonderful insights. And we'll, we'll be back again with more insights. Yeah. And we'll send Dave the show notes as well. See if he listens for next time. Indeed, my friend. Anyway, Indeed. until next time, guys. Until next time. Be good. Ciao, ciao.